you're listening to Payments Innovation, a podcast dedicated to helping business leaders navigate today's global digital economy. Looking to learn about the latest innovations within fintech and payments? You've come to the right place. Let's get into the show. Hi, and welcome to another edition of the Payments Innovation Podcast with me, Richard Arundel from Currency Cloud. And today I've got Lucian Lauman from Oanda. Lucian, great to have you on the show. Hi, Richard. Nice to be here. Um, Thanks very much. And you're obviously an American, but now living in the leafy suburbs of the UK. Uh, <laughs> seven Oaks in Kent. Lockdown. So, yeah, lockdown, exactly. But apparently not, well, we've got three months or four months and then it's, it's over apparently, according to Boris. And we can all go back to the pub. Exactly, exactly. Um, so listen, for those of, of um, our listeners who don't know, maybe talk a little bit about um, who Oanda are and what you guys are doing. Sure. So Oanda um, was started around 25 years ago. Um, and our roots really uh, were started by two um, professors, uh, Richard Orson Olson and Michael Strom at uh, University of Toronto, as a way to democratize foreign exchange data and bring foreign exchange data out onto the internet. Um, and uh, it was probably in the early 2000s that we started first offering online trading. And uh, the, the company really has grown as, as a retail foreign exchange brokerage, but has always retained that roots, those roots in, in, um, in data and as a, a data solution uh, around the world. So the Oanda rate is really uh, the trusted rate in foreign exchange, especially for many corporates in, in the U.S. Who, who use our data in, uh, in accounting and FP&A, you know, in, in their ERP platforms, et cetera, to calculate average averages and exposures, et cetera. So that, that heritage in being a, you know, a market data supplier and a trusted source of foreign exchange capability and, and, and data is is core to the Oanda brand and heritage and, and who we are. And we've had, I mean, great corporate relationships for literally decades as, as a market data source. And I mean, obviously a, a really well-known brand name um, over the other side of the Atlantic, but um, perhaps less so here, here in the UK and, and Europe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're fairly strong. We're, very strong in, in North America as as uh, as a brokerage firm and as a as a corporate services provider in 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 effect. Also fairly strong in in Asia. We're I think maybe the number two broker in Singapore. We're the largest foreign FX broker in Japan. Have had a very strong franchise in Japan for many years. We're regulated I think eight jurisdictions, maybe nine around the world. So the JFSA, Mass, uh, the FCA. Etc. The, the UK FCA, uh, so a good global presence, but yeah, maybe punched a little below our weight in in um, in Europe, particularly the UK, because we're so FX focused and we're less of a uh, um, you know a spread betting platform or anything like that. But the, yeah, but the, 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 the FX here, part of the business has always been core, right? What we position. But they've got you here, so um, and maybe talk a little bit about kind of your background. And where you've come from? Um, I originally come out of financial technology. I worked um, in um, you know capital markets and actually foreign exchange um, risk management technology for many years. And then gradually, after 
you know, doing a bunch of projects with banks and brokers, moved over onto what you might call a client side, um, and uh, got very interested in in retail foreign exchange. Spent a few years at Saxo, then moved back more onto the corporate side uh, and went worked at Lloyd's and uh, we're in kind of the e-commerce e-commerce platform build out there um, and developed and you know, delivered um, their single dealer platform for, for corporates in the UK. And then went back to Saxo and ran electronic distribution there, which is, you know, an execution service primarily in foreign exchange. Um, I moved to Oanda about 14 months ago. So Oanda was acquired by CBC. Um, one of the, you know, it's like 135 billion fund. <laughs> we were acquired by one of their Asia growth funds um, in 2018. And CBC has invested quite a bit into Oanda, into the management team in Oanda. Gavin Bambury came in as CEO around the same time I did. And uh, they're really looking to invest in growing Oanda organically and inorganically. Uh, we're in the midst of an acquisition in Poland of the second largest broker in Poland um, and in rejuvenating the, the management team. So I came from Saxo, the head of trading came from IG, the head of product came from CMC, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's a very interesting time um, at, uh, at Oanda. There's a lot of growth in our various capabilities uh, for, for clients in our various proposition. And as we as we did that, and we, we talked about this a little bit before, you know, coming on and, and doing this, we're really looking to broaden our proposition to our various audiences, both corporate and, and retail trading, and doing that through partnerships with best of breed, right? So if you look for the equivalent on the, on the retail trading side, we have a, one of the most popular platforms is TradingView. We're very strong in that platform, right? And that's driven a lot of activity. And on the corporate side, we've been talking to Currency Cloud for many years uh, about, about doing something like this. And you know, when I came in, it seemed the obvious thing to do is to, to widen out the services that our corporate clients have and work with somebody like a Currency Cloud to, to, to make that happen. I mean, you're, you're doing the job for me here. You're, you're teeing us up nicely, nicely for, I guess, the, the partnership that we announced at tail end of last year. Um, yeah. As you said, you know, we, we've been courting. We've been in a dating phase for, for a number of years. But I think it's interesting. You had me hello, Richard. <laughs> Listen, and, and I think it's an interesting time to, to do this. And I think, you know, we, we were talking before we came on air um, around um, you know, your progression from... And, and how you're looking to go to market, how you're looking to offer new services to um, to your your corporate customers, and you know we've started this project in in North America, but let, let's kind of focus a little bit on um, Oanda FX and payments. I think you're you're calling mm. it. So what's the, what's the idea there? It's as I said, we're focused on your your corporate customers out in North America, but... right? And and on North America is because in in our Oanda FX data business, our strength is really in North America. We have um, as I said, very longstanding relationships with with North American corporates in in market data and as a and as a foreign exchange market data source and as a you know as a reliable partner, a trusted partner in that space. Um, I mean, if you go onto the IRS website and look for well, who should I use for my foreign exchange rates? It actually says OAN, 
right? Um, and we have, as I said, really longstanding deep integrations into most of the ERPs that, that are used by corporate. So when we looked at uh, the services we want to provide and, and we had this kind of offer from Currency Cloud to, to get into a partnership, it, it really made sense to be able to go to those same clients and say, look, we have this, under, you know, this capability and understanding in foreign exchange markets. We have this technology and payment rails partner. Can we expand the services we provide? And you know, to the, the audience we're talking to, it's really clients that are, are, are using a bank and perhaps are not best served by their bank today. Which is a common story in, in North America, right? So it's a common story across the world, but I think... Uh, it might be a common story across the world, but particularly in North America, it's a very common story. You know, with corporates who have maybe one or two bank providers, um, they're dealing with the transaction banking part of that bank, um, and they're not getting the, the service that a, a major multinational would get, or, or frankly, the capabilities and the, you know, delivery capabilities. And, and I guess also the, the, the user experience and you know, being a you know, financial technology business and from our side of things that, as that kind of technology infrastructure player, um, you know, I've, I, I was in the US for three years. And I, I've seen some you know, horrible examples of kind of UIs given to them by some of these banking providers if they're lucky enough to have you know, an online platform to do any, uh, any kind of FX conversions. So there's a, there's a huge market there. Just, you know, you're right in terms of the rates because you can... You know, that again, it's always interested me um, you know, moving out there and seeing some of the rates that the banks are providing to, and not just you know, really small SMEs, but people doing a fair amount of, of trade. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, as you say, there's, there's, there's uh, the ability to come in with maybe a more fair service level, but also the, the kind of onboarding and educational aspects of the, of the onboarding experience and the kind of user experience and the interface. And for us, that's not just the platform, the, the electronic platform, but it's the entire kind of funnel of, of uh, attracting clients in, giving them an easy to understand onboarding experience, giving them some kind of basic tools to do some comparisons on, well, this is what you do now. This is the kind of payments you make. This is basically what you should be considering in this market, right? So it, it does really sit very well with this heritage of democratization uh, through technology that, that Orlando has of, of making information more widely available, you know, and, and giving people the tools to make those decisions in the best possible way. And uh, yeah, that's, that's really where Orlando came from. And this service fits very well into into that and and frankly we're looking to expand even further to these clients and perhaps offer them some you know compelling analytics around foreign exchange data et cetera et cetera and so to really try to offer a, a, a wide array of services that that give them as as much as many tools as possible to make good decisions when it comes to their foreign exchange and their kind of FX overlay and exposures. I think it's really interesting. I think one obviously one of the things that you guys um have got going for you is, is your brand and your brand name. Uh, and there's a huge amount of equity in that brand. As I said, you know, started 25 years ago. And you've seen kind of people trying to enter, I guess, the, the, the US market. You have kind of specialized FX providers, some of which you are, are doing really well. Um, and you have, I guess, the, the, hmm. the, the newer kind of challenger neobanks 
primarily a lot of them are uh, a domestic focus, but the ones who are and, and, and domestic and consumer focused, but there are a few out there now starting to, to launch in the SME space and starting to educate the market yeah. when it comes to cross-border. I think education is key for, that I've seen. Yeah. I guess what, yeah. what Oanda have is that brand equity and you have you know, a, a, a book of corporate customers who all do FX, who use, your, use Oanda anyway for the data and analytics side of things. And yeah. now what you're doing is just, you're now just embedding a service to say, well, listen, if, if you want to now send Absolutely. your funds across, we can help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have this audience that we're, we're, that we're talking to about FX. And the audience is actually fairly wide, right? I mean, the, the Oanda currency calculator is one of the defaults in the market, mm-hmm. right? So you know, I went on, uh, like, I, like so many people, I had my vacation canceled last summer. And uh, my travel insurance, uh, I'm very, very happy. Thank you, Lloyds. Um, took care of it. Took, you know, I have a really good experience with them. But the interesting thing was when they sent through to, uh, through to my wife the information on making the claim uh, for euro back to sterling, they said, please verify the rate and use the OANDA rate calculator. And my wife said, how do they know where you work? And I was like, no, 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 like, you don't get it. Like, if, if you want to check the rate, people tell you to check the OANDA rate. Right, firm businesses use that as as the benchmark. So it's not just the corporates; it's a wider range of tax professionals, um, et, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that that use our online calculator or our historical rate calculator or our APIs uh, to to access that that FX data. So you know we are already talking to a very broad range of of people who are interested in FX and. Uh, Again, for us, it was how do we broaden that, uh, the range of services we offer them, and how do we do that with, how can I say this, a platform that we know that works, mm. right? That, that is a reliable kind of tested platform that works, that, that we know when we, we process the payments that the client has good visibility into, into what's happening and et cetera, et cetera, that we're able to work with someone where uh, we know the backend payment solutions are 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 fairly solid. Um, you know that that's not a solution that we felt we needed to build. Frankly, it was it was one where we felt as long as we own the customer experience and own the interaction with the client, and we're building on our brand and capabilities, relying on someone else's backend uh, to to execute suit us perfectly. Yeah, and as I said, we, we talked about this before, and I think you, we're seeing so many examples of this. Um, and obviously, this is great for us because it's exactly where we play in terms of being that kind of um, that best of breed, that infrastructure player, um, and helping make you guys successful by owning that customer relationship, um, which is what you guys yeah. do. You have that brand equity. And if we can bring expertise into kind of those back end services, um, then and that's great. And you're seeing it across the different segments, you're seeing it across. You know, kind of lending in terms of wealth tech. A lot of these people are saying, "This, this is my expertise," but actually, my customer and it's driven by customer demand, and yeah. it's d- driven by the the pains that the customer have going to traditional means to, you know, in our instance, you know, send cross border payments. Whereas, if you can just kind of bring that in house, because as customers, we want to. You can wanna... give them. It's not just very. It's it's not just you know that they're see this consolidated relationship. 
you know, the, the service we, we're offering, we're really looking, we're really looking to work with partners where they the onboarding experience is simplified. They could get to the service in a simplified way, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, and and uh, that for us is always this really important part of of uh, of of rolling out a new service because so much of what we do, our you know our history is and our our strength is um, building these. Um, Kind of digital demand funnels, if you will, right? Yeah. So reaching out to 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 a very wide audience, offering them what's frankly kind of a freemium experience, right? So here's all our data; you can get at it. Oh, would you like to pay for some aspects of it? Would you like to get a richer experience? Here's some further services, and how can we widen out those premium building blocks over the basic? free data that we provide yeah so i'm interested in the timing and not not just because you know you finally agreed to the second date but <laughs> it, so we've been speaking for a while and, and i guess ha, has any of your decision been been swayed by i guess a, a move to digital over the last kind of 12 months during the pandemic and we've, we've seen especially i think in the in the um neo-banking world and a lot of those that those companies have done really well because people have moved away from kind of traditional analog processes and moved into kind of a, a digital world and actually now what you guys are doing is you're you're consuming an, a, another kind of uh, another product for your customers in a digital way but have, have you seen yeah any, any i mean change it's, it's interesting I, I wouldn't really say that this was a like this was not a covid driven decision right right uh, our desire to broaden out services to this audience was was there from the day I walked into Oanda, which was pre-COVID. Yeah, and uh, you know, going into the the first phase of the pandemic, we were pretty concerned about the resiliency of our of our corporate client base. In you know, were we going to lose clients? And we really didn't. Um, you know, the especially the market data side the the volatility in the market brought a lot of clients to the realization that they needed better better access to data more trusted partners and more reliable information and services so uh, you know it, we've had a very good well obviously you know on the retail trading side all the volatility has led to a huge interest in in many, even in new demographics for 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 the retail trading side um but on the on the corporate services side, we've seen really solid growth as it through COVID, despite the concerns you know we had going in that like you know are people going to uh, drop drop these services to to save money or whatever. Um, but the relationship and the decision to offer this service definitely predates COVID. Okay, and then and then I guess one of the 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 points that we, we we briefly covered earlier, but um, in terms of Oanda's um, reach is is global. You said regulated eight or nine jurisdictions. You're trialing this product, but not for this service. Not for this service, yeah. <laughs> not for this service. Yeah. So I mean, you know, one interesting thing for us is we're a very heavily reg. I mean, what it was really important going into this is we're a very heavily regulated firm, right? We have a very strong regulator in the U.S. and a strong regulator in Canada. 
And it was very important for us to be able to say like, okay, here's what we're regulated for, for, you know, as a, as a, a brokerage firm, this is in a separate entity that is working with these regulated partners. And we're able to go to the NFA and say, you can, you can, you, you have a very clear picture of what we're doing and what our regulated partners are doing. And that was, I mean, as, as everybody on the currency cloud side of this <laughs> relationship knows, is basically what I went to every conversation starting with. Like, this is how this has got to work. You know, we are very heavy regulated. We are not coming to you because we're not regulated. We're coming to you because we are very regulated. And we need to make this extremely clear to our regulators. What services we're providing, what services you're providing, and and that you know everyone has the appropriate regulation, and these these are not getting blended. Yeah, I, I, think, I think I probably drove the currency cloud guys crazy in the <laughs> early parts of this with uh, the questions I, I had there. But you know, with 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 us, that was so key, as you can imagine. I mean, I think it's key on a number of levels. I think it's obviously key from the Oanda level of, of the other part of your business, the other regulated part of your business for, for, for that particular service, obviously for, for your customers as well, uh, to, yeah. to help them understand this, you know, I'm, I'm being provided a regulated service, who's doing that full transparency. You know, we, we're working with providers who are regulated properly uh, in the right jurisdictions uh, because this is around you know, moving money. This is their money. This yeah. is you know, really important stuff. And I think it, yeah. it's going to be more, I think this is going to be more and more in the limelight of 2021. I think it's becoming it's become really interesting, but as we see a shift in in I guess the distribution of cross border payments, and by that I mean traditionally you've had banks, money services businesses regulated for that activity are the ones who are providing that service. You've then yeah. got these kind of two new I guess verticals coming in, where you have on on the far end you have completely unregulated firms. You might have financial so you might have software firms, accounts payable, accounts receivable. Uh-huh. Have never been involved in the flow of funds, you know. Have, have, have don't need to be regulated for what they provide, um, which is one challenge. But I think in the middle, which is I guess where where you guys sit and where some of the, um, you know, lend tech and wealth tech guys sit, is they are they provide a heavily regulated service already. So they've got to be super careful and super clear to their current regulators to their customers around who is providing who's regulated what service. And make sure that the partnerships that they strike up, which is where you came in and, and the conversations that you had in the early days of, we need to be super clear about this and we need to make sure we do it properly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just think that's going to be uh, more and more important because... You're right. Um, it's it's going to be a, a challenge to multiple regulators, especially given the regulation, the kind of parallel access to the same regulation that a lot of crypto firms are developing. Right. So as the crypto firms also become MTLs, what does the regulator think about that? And how do these, you know, those that access to the same regulation, but for a completely different use, yeah. cloud the picture. And for firms who are, you know, corporates who are using our combined service to, to make these payments, they want to make sure that they're working with someone who understands that regulation for the purpose that it was intended for you know, for, for making cross-border payments and not for buying Bitcoin in Alabama, you know? Yeah, so, and, 
And the regulatory piece is even more interesting in, in I guess, in, in our case, in the fact that you know, we're, we're launching this in North America and you know, that's got its own challenges in terms of state-by-state -state regulation. <laughs> yeah. You then start thinking about, okay, so how could I launch this in, 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 in Europe? Oh, by the way, it's now Europe and the UK. How do I launch yeah. this in Singapore and in, in, in other APEC countries? So yeah. Um, yeah. lots to think about over, over the next kind of year or two. But for, for you guys, so what, what else does 21 hold for, for Rwanda? Is this a case of now let's let's roll this product out, let's get it to market, make it work. But obviously you've got other um, initiatives, as you said, on, on the other side of the business. Um, well, there's many initiatives on the on the other side of the business, on the on the on the trading side of the business, on the on the foreign exchange trading side of the business. Um, within corporate services, where as I as I kind of mentioned, we're looking at how do we broaden our data services into into more analytics and more kind of customer facing analytic tools for the clients to, to provide, you know, kind of three legs to this corporate services tool where you have the, the data payments and then some tooling that you make available that makes use of the payments or makes use of the data and analyzes the payments. And there's kind of different audience. I mean, it's corporate, but there's different audiences among the very broad brush uh, corporate audience for that because it's very dependent on the, you know, the type of analytics you offer, vary a great deal depending on the size and scope of the foreign exchange business that a given corporate does. So we're we're still looking at that and looking at how we might service that with uh, with tools built built on our, you know, twenty five years of of data and kind of algorithmic expertise in the foreign exchange markets. Listen, we're, we're we're super excited about the partnership, and I, I know you guys are too. Glad glad we got to this this stage. Um, and excited yeah, for it. Was, I mean, it, it was a bit of a running joke that the uh, the negotiations took three times as long as the uh, as the implementation. <laughs> exactly, but it's a great time to launch. And I think now it's such an exciting time in this space for this type of partnership, and you're going to see lots more of this stuff. So, where can people find out more about you or about Awanda? Is it Awanda.com? Is that Awanda.com. It's it's not super super complicated. Awanda.com, corporate payments. Sign up. Give it a try, man. <laughs> Great to have you, Lucian. And uh, thanks for coming on the show. All right. Thanks for your time. Thanks for having me on. Take care, man. Currency Cloud is an online payments company that makes international money transfers fast and simple for businesses. We're building a borderless future where international transactions are seamless for a better user experience. Discover the world's most trusted payment platform and our toolkit of developer-friendly APIs at currencycloud.com. You've been listening to the Payments Innovation Podcast. To ensure that you never miss an episode, subscribe now on iTunes or your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Until next time.